I'm sure will all make sense at some point, or maybe not. Hello and welcome to the Euro What, episode 182 for the week of February 13th, 2023. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike. In this episode, we'll be picking up the pieces following Super Saturday 2023. How are you holding up, Ben? You know, it was the big game yesterday, and I have poured some Gatorade over myself. We did it. We succeeded. We're here. Let's do this. Yeah, I it actually went much more smoother than I think we were anticipating. I don't know if I necessarily feel rested, but I'm not overwhelmed. I started watching TV at around noon 30 for Estonia, and I finished watching TV related to this at roughly midnight. Oh, geez. There were breaks in there for meals and the shower and stuff, but I'm going to try and do everything that happened today today, and then I will revisit the winners this morning, and that that worked. I did check out after Italy because my eyes were crossing at that point, and it's like, okay, I, I will get caught up on everything else that I need to get caught up on. I think it also helped that like watching a lot of the semifinals and just doing a lot of the kind of pre-work into it made it a little bit easier being like, I already know how this is probably going to go. I don't need to feel compelled to be a completionist on this. Yes, if you start ready, it turns out, you don't have to get ready. Right, right. So yeah, I guess we should dive into the many, many selections that have happened in the past week, starting out with Czech Republic. It was announced that Czech Republic will not be competing at Eurovision this year because they are now going under the name of Czechia. The EBU announced on Saturday that the name change has gone through. They've put out the winning video for ESCZ under the Czechia banner. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Geography nerds, I guess. (laughs) I think it's cool. Anyway, on Tuesday, they had the, I guess we can technically call it results show for the ESCZ process. It was kind of... Kind of more uh, all-hands meeting that probably could have been a Slack message. <laughs> Absolutely could have been a press release. <laughs> I don't even think it was in a hotel conference room. No. I think it was in like the lobby area outside of the conference room when you're waiting for them to open the doors. <laughs> yeah, it was after the show where we saw everybody perform. It was definitely a step down. I don't know why I expected more, but I did. Yeah, I mean, I was also expecting it to be more than like five, ten minutes, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't know, just very awkwardly presented. Like, it was a PowerPoint, but nobody really knew how the PowerPoint was going to run. And the guy who was hosting, he just kept making the same sort of sounds I make when I get a message on my computer saying you need to install a new printer driver. (laughs) And he just goes, what? (laughs) (laughs) The winner of Czechia's process was Vesna with My Sister's Crown. Oh, 
now that we know that it is the official winner, what do you think of this track? I like this song so much. It is hitting so many pleasure centers of why I come to Eurovision. We have the folk music vibes. We have a whole Daughters of Reykjavik vibe, which I'm absolutely here for. I'm very excited about this one. I love the language play that is happening in the track. I think Czechia is in a good position right now. Looking forward to seeing how this one progresses as the field kind of shapes up. But I think it's it's kind of a sign of the sort of songs that we may be getting this year. Uh, I, I know we'll be talking about an, a similar one a little later on. Looking over the full range of things that happened, particularly yesterday, it, it's going to be like an interesting year, I think, just for the field as a whole. And I'm very excited. So let's dive into Super Saturday. That started out with Estonia. It was the final of Este Lau. And that was a fun show. Estonia's mojo has been kind of weird the last few years, but that was like a really nice lineup as somebody coming into that completely fresh. I had been aware mostly through just seeing Dude Pois tweets that Milik was one to watch and I enjoyed them a lot. They felt very in the same vein to what Slovenia is sending this year. They just missed the cut of who was in the super final, which ended up being Ollie, Bedwetters, and Alika. And once it got down to that three, I was kind of team Bedwetters, even though I did not want want to have to say the phrase bedwetters for the rest of the season i mean the fact that you just said team bedwetters is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh yeah no yeah just to have to yeah Ah, oh, yeah. It was interesting in the way where I'm like, oh, this is absolutely happening because the Rasmus happened and I'm absolutely going to be sick of it in two weeks. But in the moment, I'm like, this is great. This is this is something divisive. And I think countries should send divisive things to Eurovision because that's where you get votes. Especially when it's going to be an all-televote semifinal. Yes. You don't have to play to the juries if the goal is just to get to the final. You know, it's you only need to play to the jury if you want to win. So Alika ended up winning with Bridges. It's very competently done, even though it's not entirely my thing. I get that. I remember during the semifinals, her performance was one of the only ones that I could immediately recall after watching the semifinal. It's just like, yeah, she delivered a very strong vocal. The song, lyrically, sure, we can we can work with that. But I described it as she understood what the assignment was. It's not the most original assignment, but she understood what she needed to do and she delivered. And like, I actually kind of like the song. And I know that that's kind of uh, not the mode right now, but I think it's fine. Having seen the jury and the jury had a bunch of Bostonians, and yet I was not asked. I, did, I may have missed the email. There were multiple Berkeley people on the jury, which I'm pretty sure Uku Suviste went there. I know like it would not surprise me if there are a lot of Estonian people with Berkeley connections, particularly in the music industry. But I thought that they needed to give their points to the interesting stuff. They were giving stuff to, to stuff that was like sitting lower on the, the scorecard before it got to them. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, it was just like all of like the boring sad boy ballads were getting points from the, the Berkeley people. I'm like, no, I think one of them did give 10 points to Bedwater. So you know what? You, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> They like the costumes. I think the first one to overlap with Estelal was Romania's Selectia Nationala. 
It was an interesting show to watch. It looked really nice. I commented on Twitter that they had like all of these pinks and blues and purples in the background, but the host was wearing this like leopard print blazer. And that combination should not work, but there was just like some sort of Lisa Frank magic that was happening on that stage. It's like, all right, this is visually appealing in like kind of a garish way, but let's go with it. It kind of felt like it was the first time in a very long time that Romania had done a national final because there were just problems all over the place. There was one point where I thought I was hearing the pings that you get in Outlook, like when you send emails <laughs> and receive emails. And it's like, wait, is maybe that's like a neighbor has their computer up really loud or something? No, I think it ended up actually getting into the audio feed because the next performance after that, the video display behind the band Ocean Drive, it was the error screen with all of the test patterns and stuff so that you can like align a screen and a projector <laughs> so it's like and there were just error messages all over the place and it's like okay this i don't know how this ties in with the song so i'm not convinced like this may or may not be part of it so. is this part of the performance or is someone's laptop just getting real hot right now yeah the numbers that you would call in to vote for each of the contestants typically they would match with their position in the running order so if you're number three your number would end with zero three and and so on that wasn't the case here the first person had zero one the second person had zero three and it's like oh are they just odd numbers at this point and then a little later on somebody had like 20 as their number there were only 12 contestants in this final <laughs> so it's just like okay this is really crazy making also i can't leave because if i do i'm not going to know where we are in the lineup uh because i can't just look at the number and see because we have decided to not use consecutive numbering for yeah. some reason yeah well it was it was a numerical order i will give them that it just was not in uh Continuous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've decided to use the Fibonacci sequence to number our contestants this year. So you'll be seeing contestant number one, followed by contestant number one. <laughs> oh, don't give them ideas. <laughs> And then at the end, well, first of all, there was just so much voting time. You could vote during the performance, and then they told you to stop voting. Uh, and then they opened up voting again at the end. I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of that was. That was about the time that I tuned in, because there was a nice little section of the afternoon where everything was kind of cascading into the next one. One selection would be done, and the next one would be announcing its results, and I would turn to Romania and be like, okay, so they're just kind of hanging out in the studio. Has, is, it, is it voting time? And like the interval act didn't show up. So we're just kind of hanging out or what's going on. There was a lot of hanging out in the green room. At the end, when they went to give the results, they announced who the top five acts were. And then they all ran out of the green room to go back on stage. And then they announced the rankings of the acts. But again, it was done in the most confusing way possible. Like they said who came in fifth place and then brought her up to the front of the stage. And then fourth place and third place. So they're all up at the front of the stage. And I'm just like, oh, okay, are these the top three? That's surprising because I thought one of the other ones in the back would have been in contention. No, it was the people in the back line that were going for first place and runner up. And it's like, okay, why did you cut it down to five just to immediately cut it down to like, I, I don't know what the plan was there. <laughs> this was my first time running a live television program. Mike, stop yelling at me. I guess, I guess. So yeah, the, the winner ended up being Theodore Andre and his song DGT Off and On.
else was the most competent performance overall in the set, so I'm not completely surprised that it won. Uh, what, what did you think of this track? The performance definitely felt fully realized. There's maybe two or three too many ideas happening at once with it, but there's the spark of an idea there, and they have time to finesse it. I think they're also continuing with the theme of uh, Romania is very horny right now. So Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, it just starts out with these two women walking around in straps and underwear. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, in, in like the lingerie that's just straps. Everybody is shirtless by the end of it. I don't really get the story of the performance. There's a minute in the back where you're clearly supposed to notice that one of the dancers has a doll that's dressed like Theodore and she's making it move and he's doing the same moves. So there's like some sort of like fun voodoo thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, they got the video display working again and they have, I'm sure will all make sense at some point or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe so- not. You know what? Like, I'm just like, oh man, they're doing another. They're doing another shirt takeoff. That's fun. Two of those. A very clear, like, make love, not war message. So uh, it's 1968. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, and I need to think about it. That's a tough thing about Super Saturdays. It's like, there's just all of these things happening at once that you really cannot think of these songs as like individual yeah, you objects. Have, yeah, you, you have to just sort of like process and evaluate very quickly, and then come back to it later. Just go, okay, of the 67 things I watched yesterday, which ones do I actually need to spend more mental? time on you were watching romania i was watching denmark and oh boy i don't know what is happening in denmark in like the last decade but i feel like uh melody grand prix just needs a revamp there when we were planning out who was watching what i was actually kind of surprised that you said you wanted to watch denmark it's like oh i thought you would have gladly passed that off to me <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> I think it was more of just sort of a falling on my sword situation of of just like someone needs to do it. I will take one for the team with the, with Denmark because like I really liked their entry two years ago and I was sad it did not make the finals. And now I'm just like, I think something is up with the eight people enter, three people go to a super final, one person wins that they're doing, particularly with the scoring, just because numbers are happening in a very unclear way. Part of that could just be I don't speak Danish, but they'll just be like, here is a vote. Here Here is a number on the screen. It's like 34 percent of of 100% what I don't know but 34% have weighed in and here are three things that we have lit up are those the three things that are moving on no and they do this for like five or six different groups at this point oh jeez and but and by like midway through it, you're just like just tell us who the three are because it's three out of eight that's that's not hard just tell me who the super finalists are I don't need the the breakdown of of who was the radio favorite versus who was the demoscopic jury favorite versus who was all of the grandma's favorite there were just taste issues I feel like they're like the three things that got to the final were probably the three things that definitely deserved to be in the super final so nicholas sona's freedom was a rock thing riley's breaking my heart is is a pop thing and mickey Steele's uh glans Bileda is the the danish thing riley won with breaking my heart
he is the first representative from the Faroe Islands to represent Denmark, which that is, that is like a string of islands near Denmark. I'm aware of that just from uh, paying attention to the Iceland Airwaves lineup most years, just because they made a big deal about having like three or four different acts from the Faroe Islands last year, which was cool. So that's that's just cool representation. I love that. The song is good. I think the right thing won. Okay, yeah, that, that was kind of the sense that I was getting from Twitter. Uh, I, I only watched the performance from uh, the Melody Grand Prix show and i'm really looking forward to hearing what a live version is going to sound like because <laughs> <laughs> there is so much vocal processing happening on it there's like how is this going to work on the eurovision stage people have seen that we are keeping the backing vocal rule and are running with it for better and for worse it's kind of going back to the auto-tune issue with norway and it's just like okay now they're like using it for cosmetic purposes and yeah it was just kind of unpleasant to listen to you don't need to put vocal effects on everything you do need to have some sort of contrast and by the end of the song it's like i i can't i can't listen to this yeah yeah because like towards the end of the song they're just using it a lot a lot uh but yeah it's it's fun i don't think they need the part of the performance where he tries to spray paint someone's jacket it feels like it's just a mess to film anyways and just feels very imprecise and i don't fully appreciate the effect so why why not not do it yeah they, they could add that to the video display or something and, yeah exactly yeah. it's but yeah it was it was fun it's fun it's a pop thing i'm excited to have a pop thing in the mix this is like my secret theory right now just from watching a lot of stuff yesterday and over the, especially like italy over the course of the week is that now that the contest has been announced as being in liverpool everybody is trying to send their most beatles thing and they don't need to and they shouldn't no they should not i'm actually getting kind of worried about that yeah we'll get into that uh- <laughs> it's guys the beatles are not going to be there <laughs> Paul McCartney is not going to bless whoever wins this, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Ringo might show up. He, he yeah, Ringo like might show type, up. He's but, he, yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he he definitely yeah. So after Romania, or possibly during Romania, I think I was switching back and forth on that. Uh, was watching Croatia's Dora, and we as a community need to be talking about Dora more. That show was fantastic. The graphics, the stage, the opening number where it was like this electronica waltz, uh, Italo disco fusion. Like we'll, we'll have a link to a video of it in the show notes. It was really cool and really well executed. And yeah, this was a fantastic show and it really felt like nobody was talking about it yesterday, probably because there were seven other shows on at the same time. I feel like Dora has been just sort of like a secret gem of the selection season, but it always schedules itself against like five other things. There were a lot of good entries to choose from. It was a really solid field. It was just such a fun show. I walked away from it really thinking like, okay, if Croatia wins, they are ready to host. Looking forward to that day. I'm not sure if that could possibly be this year because of what won. Uh, it was the group Let Three with their song Mama It won the jury, and it crushed the televote. It got 174 points in the televote. Second place overall had 155 points. So, like, they did not need any jury points to win this. 
is. (laughs) When the songs for Adora were announced, I was looking through some of the acts and pulled up Let Three. Their Wikipedia page, uh, I think the only way way that I can really describe it where I don't have to throw the explicit tag on here is that it's two-thirds controversies section. (laughs) Sort of like how we sometimes ask, like, what if we made the entire plane out of the black box? What if a band's Wikipedia page is only the controversies section? They are... Uh, incredibly progressive rock protest. Is agitpop a, a proper term to use here? <laughs> uh, like, I, it is now. Okay, yeah. Hatari, I feel, is trying to reach their level. Like, it, yeah. it is that level of yeah. like, transgressive. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> I am very fascinated by this group and the overwhelming popularity when they were doing their winners performance you could see in the green room like there's kind of a not quite a tiktok dance that goes with it but everybody in the green room was doing the same sort of stiff robot dancing that they were doing and singing along and really kind of walked away with the sense that oh i think they were a shoe in to win and dora just kind of ended up being more of a formality than anything else a great show but uh yeah they probably could have chosen this internally I need to do some some full research before I like sit down and just go, yes, I love this. I appreciate Croatia doing a choice like this. The fact that the official Eurovision announcement went up immediately makes me think they have passed whatever sort of baseline Martin Oosterdahl is fine with this check. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, because a lot of people were commenting that it could be disqualified because it's like too political. And I was looking at the lyrics. I don't think it's any more political than Vesna's entry is like it's mm-hmm. certainly like that same level of subtlety i think yeah um, like the staging the stage performance um yeah the ebu is probably going to have a phone call or two about that maybe hire sasha jean baptiste uh for, for yeah. giggles uh, <laughs> <laughs> make it happen i want to see the sasha jean baptiste version of this song yeah, oh man i really have the feeling even without the like eligibility issue possibly in play that they would want to do something different at Eurovision anyway. Yeah. Like they seem like the kind of band that's like, oh, yeah, we, we have to elevate and keep pushing forward. And it was also great, like, tweeting about this and having a, a whole bunch of people from Croatia tweeting back at us and be like, Google this! And you immediately saying, Google it with safe search on. And- <laughs> please, put, please put safe search on. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you, know, you never know. I am eager to learn more about this band. Everything that I've heard so far is just making me go, what? Okay. And then laughing for five minutes. So <laughs> yeah, I am I'm refraining from like standing let three until I do some significant research. But but I am prepared because because again, this is the sort of thing I'm here for. Eurovision season is finally going to have some Eurovision in it. And- yeah, like interesting choices have been made. Yes. Latvia, I tuned in like right in time for them to be announcing things, and it wasn't immediately clear to me whether this was just oh, this is where the jury is at, and we'll get to the televote later. But no, it was in fact the the final rankings. I was delighted to see our favorites from last week. 24th avenue finish in third oh wow yeah like i i was like i'm not sure this is going to connect with everybody but apparently they are into latvian vampires nice hush came in second place and then the one that i had sort of called out last week sudden lights is aya won the contest
for me, this is one where I still like the idea of the performance more than I think I like the song right now. But again, like so many things were getting thrown at us yesterday that I kind of just want to sit down and give it like a proper listen or two. But I, I, I like the drum machine thing at the beginning. I think that's going to be something to at least distinguish it from all of the bands that seem to be popping up this year. It really does seem like Eurovision could be turning into a battle of the bands. And like, come to think of it, I haven't looked at how the semifinals are going to be stacking up in that regard. We don't want them to have to like figure out which of the seven bands in a row has to go first. That would be unfortunate. Malta, on the other hand, okay. It's over! Congratulations to Malta on on that. I tried to watch the semifinal on Thursday, but I've been having some internet issues at home, so it was just kind of becoming an exercise in frustration, aside from whatever content I was trying to access. I mean, I was not having internet issues yesterday, and like whatever potato-based internet Malta has was not working yesterday. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're pro- really probably not equipped to handle... <laughs> they they like, are not built for for all of the Euro fans landing on their server at the same time. Yeah, and I mean, and it was really going to be all of them, because Malta started a little bit later in the day and was going to run a little bit later because it had 16 contestants. So it was really like Malta and Italy for a good chunk of the afternoon. I just don't think Malta has the infrastructure for that. So I was like, okay, my normal standby for that is to hop over to YouTube or Twitch to see if somebody is streaming it. Nobody was streaming it. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why would they? So, yeah. I really only got to see the results. And even then, it just kept like, kind of crapping out. So uh, I was watching Twitter for the results. But we do have a winner. It is another band. It is The Busker with Dance Our Own Party. What do you think of this one? It's definitely a vibe, but I'm not sure it's an actual song. It's like two thirds of an actual song. Like there needs to be like another verse in there or like actual lyrics in the chorus. I found the performance to be really confusing. Like there are just a lot of different elements on stage and a lot of props and a lot of jumping around. But they do have kind of a, I don't know, they were kind of reminding me of the Jonas Brothers a little bit. Like the one guy looks really like Joe Jonas, I think. I think once there's a little bit more distance and can like actually just accept the song for what it is, and like hopefully it is the song that Malta will go with. As far as we know, they are <laughs> also with part this of it. It's just like waiting to see. Okay, Malta, are you gonna you gonna do that again? Yeah, I, I have a hunch that with this group, as opposed to like last year, they're gonna stick with that song. Mm-hmm. But it's Malta, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. So Malta's process could use a lot of tweaks next year if they if they try to go with this but right now it feels like Gemma cast ran so that this could sputter out in the driveway is that what was happening on stage i really could not follow the story <laughs> there is so much happening with that staging and again just sasha jean baptiste <laughs> just just pair it that's, that's all i wanted to just pair sasha jean baptiste with the most chaotic entries from this season <laughs> where is that youtube series yes all of that happened alongside italy yeah and italy of course is just a week long process anyways but what a week how much of the process did you end up watching i i did some quick math and it looks like it was about 29 hours of programming give or take so i missed out on tuesday and wednesday so i came in thursday when it's just 
everybody performs again and that just sort of set the tone for the week for me just like oh okay we're we're gonna be here until three in the morning <laughs> u.s time or italy time uh, <laughs> uh, anybody's guess honestly but like there it was an active point on on thursday was just like italy you are cutting into my jeopardy time oh yeah yeah can't have that happen yeah i watched night one and night two since i knew that night three was going to be running long just get the performances out of the way i wasn't as concerned about the covers on night four even though that does count toward the score and then i'll just catch up on night five whenever everything else wraps up i still saw like 10 or so of the competitive performances by the time i switched over to italy on saturday pretty standard san remo setup so oh yeah yeah, just like anytime you roll into italy and you're like okay it's like four in the afternoon and you guys are on performance 10 and there are 28 performers okay yeah although it really seemed like they were picking up the pace towards the end there we're just like oh there are no commercial breaks they're just going like three songs in a row what is this madness blanco came back and trashed the stage following some in-ear monitor issues and there was so much booing i did watch. i did watch the booing after the fact <laughs> i went to the bathroom when that happened and then they came out <laughs> you can't do that during san Remo. i know and i'm just like i was just so annoyed like i came back and it's like why is there so much booing like like what did blanco do and then like i saw like all the flowers on the stage we were like okay uh <laughs> and he's just like there kind of apologizing sort of or like kind of explaining what was going on it was an awkward moment to walk in on i think uh, is the best way to describe it so. <laughs> yeah and this uh speaking of youtube series we'd like to see i would just like a video tour of the flower room at the ariston mm. just like is is it is it refrigerated like what kind of setup is going on there because it's just the drill tweet but with flowers instead of candles just the sheer quantity that they they need i i did deeply enjoy that with mr rain's performances that amadeus would make sure that every small child got a flower looking over the course of the week as it kept sort of shaping up uh you kept seeing kind of the same five names in the top five so the top five ultimo tananai laza marco mignoni and mr rain get some of your very talented ladies in the mix italy come on i was really disappointed that madame did not make the top five cut on saturday yeah. like, i really liked her song I've, I've liked her previous performances someday i just wish it was saturday yeah i would love to see love represented at least uh in there because they just be fun they showed up for on a one of the performances during night four Achille loro showed up night five just like a lot of talent there colapesti di martino who were a lot of fun won the critics award and the press award uh Comacose won best lyrics and then marco mangioni uh won san remo with his song du His previous Eurovision entry is one of my favorite Italian entries, I think. So, like, I'm very happy he is the representative again. I really like him. I like the song when I'm listening to it, but it's not sticking in my head. Yes. That may not be an issue. Right now, it's at 345. So, it's either really going to have to get hacked down or they're floating the possibility that he might change his song for Eurovision, which might not be the worst strategy. No. And, like, I have no clue if Italy is itching to win again or if they just want to be like, no, we're just 
very good and over here and we're we're sending another another marco banger and it's great really he had this on lock from night one they do a general classification at the end of every night to see where the axe rank he never left first place when they showed the results after he won like it was no contest he had like 41 percent of the points the votes i do not try to understand the san remo math i just i i trust that everybody accepts it and is, yeah, just is like all, all, yeah and like all numbers pointed to marco and like there is like a brief moment where it's like okay he can win but he might not be going to to, to eurovision like he was the only person on covers night singing in english and his choice was the beatles let it be the man is going to liverpool and that was something that actually kind of caught me off guard because the last few years they had the contestants say beforehand whether or not they were intending to go to Eurovision. And yeah, I didn't realize that they changed it back this year to where the winner has right of first refusal on whether or not they're going to go to Eurovision. The official tweet yesterday was like, he won! Watch this space! I'm like, okay, but like, again, he's saying, he's saying let it be with the choir. I'm pretty sure he's going to Liverpool. As of right now, Dua Vite is the song, but that could change in the next few weeks. So yep. <laughs> continue to watch this space. We have all of those selections, and there were still a couple of processes that happened on Saturday. Uh, Sweden had the second heat for Melfest. The acts that went direct to final were Maria Sur and Panatos. Going to the semifinal of week five will be Tennessee Tears and Theos. And then there was also a special presentation of the Melfest Hall of Fame where they were honoring Thomas Cheeson. I only watched the performances. I didn't actually watch the Hall of Fame piece of it. There was apparently some sort of approval matrix style chart or... <laughs> Well, you know, like the political alignment chart where like the, you have the two axes, they were doing like a two axes grid thing, which also is the, the New York magazine approval matrix, but with Thomas Gison songs. And again, I don't know Swedish, so I don't know like what the, the various vectors were. I, I'm deeply curious because I would like to know more about this chart, yeah. <laughs> but also while doing this, it was a less respectful entrance into the hall of fame than I was expecting. Cause like, he's like on stage with like a, tr a, a lie detector helmet on. Huh. And I think I haven't gone back to rewatch it, but like, I'm remembering him in like almost like a hospital gown essentially. I'm like, what are they doing to Thomas G. Son? I think the joke was that they put all of his songs into a computer and then they were testing him on lyrics. Anyway, he's great. He has beautiful flowing hair that, that when, that once the wind machine starts, it's just whoosh. Yeah. Glad that's still in play. I really like that Theos song. The Tennessee Tears song, my brain immediately was like, this is just, misbehaven from the righteous gemstones and i can't make that stop now so. <laughs> it's just, what is the swedish for running through the house with a pickle in my mouth no thank you um <laughs> i wasn't really caught on any of the entries this week if i'm being honest my other note is that we should let maria sir have like a fun song instead of making her sing about her trauma because she's ukrainian and it's like i'm i'm a fighter and i'm strong i'm just like let her have a fun uh maru preet's jam please i ended up kind of skipping past that performance because i thought the vocal wasn't really that great i think it was also like my patience is really kind of paper thin at this point it's just like this is like song number 900 this weekend <laughs> yes <laughs> so. yes you are you are fair to just be kind of tired especially if sweden is just sweetening yeah and like the panatos number it was fine it was high energy but it was mm -hmm. also just it just kind of felt out of place i don't know sweden 
the mojo's not quite there. And I don't know why I'm like suddenly becoming a Sweden defender because it's like, I've never liked Melfest. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I appreciate the energy of Panatos and like it was, I, I greatly appreciate something with that sort of melodic tweak over like the 45th song titled Baila Baila. Even Victoria's song was just kind of, okay, it's there. Yeah, that one, it felt so out of character for her. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I I feel she's more in like a pop country realm and that was that was not pop country at all. Like it it felt very dated. Yeah, like it it felt very like award show performance. Yes. Looking ahead to next week, uh Paul Ray, Normand who has not done a Melfest since like 08, uh Kiana who is a Sweden's got talent runner up, and Marcus and Martinez where you just put Mask Singer after that. Yeah, they won Mask Singer last year and they also I think it was 10 years ago or so junior norway melody grand prix like i don't think norway does junior eurovision but if they did this would have been like the qualifying show for that so it'll be a show i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna make any valid on- judgments so. yeah yeah that's yeah that seems fair because like again melfest seems off this year yeah and then lithuania semifinal two happened seeing some areas where the jury and the televoters are both aligned and unaligned has been interesting because like the jury liked beatrich and monica as we predicted televote wise Moonbee and Paulina were leading the pack, so we will see how that shakes out at the final. Hmm. Yeah, it's that final is going to be a fight. It is looking like it's going to be more of a fight than I thought it would be. We should also note that Mario Junes is also through, which I it's not my favorite song in the mix for Lithuania, but I appreciate that there is apparently just sort of like just thinking of in, in Estonia's selection, Ali was sort of getting referred to as Estonian Nickelback, and if that is butt rock, uh. I, I would argue that Mario June's song is kind of butt pop because, like, I appreciate the self-deprecation that's happening in that song. Do I think it should represent Lithuania at Eurovision? No, but it's 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 great that we're getting to see it a third time. It's, it's going to be ten acts, which is the largest final that they've had for this format. And, uh, yeah, there are a lot of really strong contenders in the mix. One to look forward to on a much, much quieter Saturday. An order of magnitude quieter, I'd even say. Possibly several orders of magnitude, because uh, Lithuania is the only one actually selecting on Saturday at this point. Um, Iceland will be having their first semifinal for Song Vakepnen. France will be revealing their song on Sunday, the 19th. And San Marino, I think their qualifying rounds should be starting around that point because the following Saturday is going to be the San Marino final and they will be airing the semi-final process. Again, like Una Voce per San Marino is like really just a internal selection process that they happen to televise. <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah, it it should be good. Still waiting to see like what the actual airtimes are for those. But uh yeah, we'll probably be starting before our next episode. Yes. And I I deeply appreciate that they televise them. Just again, just give give Sunit two buttons, one that's freaky and one that's not freaky. Just America's got talent, but it's only Sunit and you must impress her. Until then, that's going to do it for this episode of the EuroWhat. Thanks for listening. The EuroWhat podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can find show notes, our socials, and all the info you need about selection season for Eurovision 2023 on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to help support the show and access a ton of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash eurowhat. We are currently at 23 artists, and we have heard 15 songs at time of recording. We'll see how those numbers change next time on the EuroWhat.